0: Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for October 9th, 2019. I am Michael O'Bear, and I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which He intends to raise you and I to be part of a government that He shall establish here on earth in the not-too-distant future. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel hit the like button and also the bell icon at the bottom of your screen if there's a subscribe there i'd like you to hit on that subscribe button so you can receive alerts anytime we upload new videos also if you go to patreon.com you will look for our handle called emerging temple and you can click on that handle so you can be one of our supporters to help us get this word across. Once more, before I go further, I want to thank those of you who've already subscribed and who are also supporting us through Patreon. Thank you very much. Um,
1: Today, I want to talk a little bit about the difference between the seed and those of the world. There
0: There is need for some clarity about what the scriptures call the seed. The seed
1: represents a group of people who from before the world began, God knew and chose them
0: to have the capacity or the gift to be able to understand, perceive, and sense things deeper in God than
1: other believers. In other words, among
0: those who do believe in God through Christ, there is a hierarchy, not set by man, not chosen by men, but set by God. Sometimes in the scriptures, they are referred to as the elect or the chosen or the sons of god
1: and unfortunately there is not a clear distinction these days on this subject matter so often
0: when a teaching comes forth that is perceptible to these ones and not to others there's a whole lot of, of turmoil among all believers, rather than accepting and acknowledging that some teachings are not yet open to them. That's not to say it never will be, but that's at this moment, it might not be open to you. So what this message is about is to clarify some misconceptions that are out there to show that right from the beginning of the church up until this present day, there are people who claim to be Christians, to be believers, but in their very actions, you have a doubt on whether or not they really are believers, especially in their actions towards one another, um, in the way they bite and scratch and go at each other. And we're talking about people in church Going at each other, people who call themselves Christians. And this is not something you will find among the elect. So if you find yourself in such a situation in which you backbite and scratch and hurt the reputation, the character, the feelings of the children of God continually, and you don't feel any sort of remorse. You certainly are not among the elect. If you use the Christians, you use the believers for your own personal needs, you certainly are not. And if you once were, then you have put yourself in great jeopardy. And the reason this has become necessary is because there's something I saw going on in a, in a couple of you know, denominations on how people were actually fighting physically in church. And while I took umbrage at that, I, I got a sense in myself to wait, wait, wait a minute. Maybe I haven't physically gone to fight somebody, but am I guilty of the same thing? Even though I haven't physically done it, um, have I have I gone out of my way to hurt another believer? To put another believer through torment, through pain, to satisfy something inside of myself. And if that is so, what makes me so different from these people? So before I go any further, as I often do, I want to play a clip for you of something that went on um, in some country. I think it's in Southern Africa. And um, the local news carried it. So why don't we just take a look at that and then I'll come back after we've watched it.
2: In Mabopane, north of Pretoria, this week. This after a tussle over who should succeed the late Reverend Clayton Mudise at the International Pentecostal Holiness Church.
0: And tension also boiled over at the Ethiopian Orthodox Tewahedo.
2: Church in Johannesburg during a service last Sunday. The SABC has obtained video footage of the church brawl involving dozens of congregants. Chaos in a place of worship. A free for all, right in front of the pulpit. Behind the rift, a man of the cloth, who has fallen out with his committee. He called himself the deputy bishop, and the other body from uh, Pretoria, he signed on behalf of the church, while we didn't sign for him and we didn't accept anything for his uh, work permit, you understand? So this thing is in the dispute in the High Court, simultaneously they need to attack him to remove all the committees, to hijack the administration. At least six people, including children, were injured during last Sunday's fracas, and three congregants have been arrested. When we arrived, we found that there are people who were injured, and some of the uh, members of the church were arrested. Um, That is a case of assault GBH, which we are investigating. The church has its origins in Ethiopia and has more than 40 million followers. Father Nelson Valisa, has worked in Berea for over a decade. In fighting, he says, is bringing shame on the church. The reputation of the church is going down. Therefore, God must really decide, and perhaps the parliament should intervene as well. The priest at the center of the row refused to speak to the SABC. This succession dispute it's not the only one. Following the death of Pentecostal leader, Reverend Leighton Mudise in February, the church is divided over who should take over the reins. The International Pentecostal Holiness Church are up in arms. They are opposed to an executive committee led by Tsebiso Modise, the son of the late Reverend. This contestation also turned violent this week. One man was uh, stoned to death, and the other uh, three were seriously injured. But uh, we managed to arrest four suspects for that, and uh, they will be charged with murder, uh, malicious damage to property, as well as assault. These suspects are expected to appear in court on Monday. Marikita Mutabe, SABC News, Johannesburg.
0: a man was stoned to death in a pentecostal church over who shall be the leader of the church i thought christ was the leader of the church and that he has given gifts to everyone and everyone ought to go about their own gift now let's look at the scriptures and let's see if these people are kind of unique. Maybe it's the end times, and, you know, this would never happened during Bible times. Let's let's find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. So we're going to read from Acts chapter 21. We'll take from verse 26. Acts chapter 21 from verse 26. It says, then Paul took the men, and the next day, well, let's actually start it from, uh Let's take it from earlier so we can get a context, okay? So let me give you a context of what is going on here. The Apostle Paul has been preaching the gospel that Christ gave to him. And some Christians who disagree with his teaching are all up in arms and have sworn that when Paul comes into town, they're going to physically assault him, okay? So Paul comes into town. He's not really aware of this. And he goes to greet the, you know, the big apostles, Peter, John, James. And so from verse 18, this is Acts chapter 21 from verse 18. It says, and the day following, Paul went in with us unto James and all the elders were present. And when he had saluted them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, that's when the elders heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they're all zealous of the law. Verse 21, And they are informed about thee, that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, Neither to walk after the customs. What is it, therefore? The multitude must needs to come together, for they will hear that thou art come. Do therefore this that we say to thee. We have four men which have a vow on them. Te- them take and purify yourself with them. Before I go on any further, let me explain something. So the, the, the apostles are telling Paul look, some Christian believers who happen to be Jews. I've heard that you said that people don't have to keep the law of Moses, that that all these ceremonial laws, you don't have to keep them. Now, to show them that you're a good guy and that you keep the ceremonial laws of Moses, we have four brothers here who have been fasting and praying. You're going to go along with them and act with them as though you've been praying also and fasting, and you're going to go to the temple to go and offer sacrifice, and do those things so that they will see and say, oh, well, we've had the wrong information about Paul. He's still one of us. You know, he still keeps all the old um, Hebrew customs, okay? Verse 24, then he says, them take, go with these four guys, and purify yourself with them, and be at charges with them, that they may shave their heads, and all may know that those things, whereof they were informed concerning thee, are nothing but that, are nothing. But that thou thyself also workest orderly and keepest the law. As touching the Gentiles which believe, as far as those people in Gentile world that you have preached to and they've come to believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols and from blood and from strangled and from fornication. Then Paul took the men, and the next day, purifying himself with them, entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. Notice what's going on here. Paul the apostle has taught you and I that Jesus Christ died for us and that his offering of himself was the end of sacrifices. There was no need for any more sacrifices, any more offering for sin. Hey, but because he wanted to get along with the other Christians, with the other believers, he dropped all of that and decided to play along with this game the other apostles had put up. James, the brother of Jesus, Peter, John, these great guys. They know Jesus died for our sins. What do we need to go to the temple and go and start, you know, hacking rams and cows and all of that? It's of no use. It's all worthless. They know that, but they want to get along. And so many of you are out there. You want to get along. You're going along with all the the things going on. I'm part of the kingdom. Kingdom message. Kingdom message. But your life is like that of a devil. Your life is like that of a devil. I'm in the kingdom. I'm in the kingdom. You have hatred in your heart. You have bitterness. You have envy. You rejoice at, at the fall of another. And you're going to see people just like you coming up. Verse 27. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews which were of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people. And by the way, Asia here doesn't mean Asia like Asia of today. It just means like... um. Asia Minor, like um where Lebanon, Syria, Turkey, and those areas are okay. All right. When they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him, crying out, men of Israel, help. This is the man that leadeth all men everywhere against, that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place, and further brought Greeks also into the temple and had polluted his holy place. You know, (laughs) I've met people like this, okay? Verse 29, for they had seen before with him in in the city Trophimus, an Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. Verse 30, and all the city was moved, and the people ran together, and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple, and forthwith the doors were shut. And as they went about to what? Kill him. Christians were among these people trying to kill him. Verse 31, and as they went about to kill him, tidings came unto the chief captain of the band, that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. who immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down unto them. And when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, they left beating Paul. Let's stop there okay i want that to sink in for a while
1: that's what we just read in we just
0: saw in the news in the news clip okay i don't care what the reason was whether these people were beating paul because oh they don't believe he's keeping the laws of moses or whether it was the other people who were killing each other because they want to they, they they don't want this person to be the pastor they don't want this one to be the reverend, whatever it is you can see the same pattern of godless behavior hardened hearts of those people who call themselves believers
1: let's look let's look at another scripture now. Friends, there is a
0: difference. There is a difference between those of us that are in the new covenant, both spiritually and mentally, and those of us that are in the new covenant only spiritually, but mentally, we're still in the old covenant. You know, the scriptures talk about. The, those who are of promise Are the descendants of Abraham But those who are of, of the law Are cast out And you're going to see here Two covenants From the Old Testament One a covenant of promise Another a covenant of law And we're going to see what in, Very soon what the apostle Paul himself says about these two covenants. Okay, so let's look at, you know, if you have your Bible, open up Genesis chapter 15. I'm going to take you from verse 5. And it, what's going on here is the apostle, the, 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 um, the patriarch, Abraham, has asked God that, oh, God, what are you going to give me? I have no child. And, you know, I've, I've served you. I've done my best. What are you going to give me? And in verse five, God brings him out of his temple and out of his tent and says, okay, look up in the sky. Look at the stars. See if you can count them. That's how numerous your seed shall be. Okay? All right. Verse five. And and he brought him forth aboard, abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Verse six, and Abraham believed in the Lord and the Lord counted it to him for righteousness. Righteousness means right standing with God. Okay? Now, I want you to understand that what made Abraham righteous here was not because Abraham did this or did that or didn't do this or didn't do that. It was simply because Abraham believed. And in that belief, you will find that Abraham was now justified by God. Okay? Now, let's look at, let's look at another scripture. We'll look at Exodus chapter 20. Okay? And here, in Exodus chapter 20, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll give you a picture of what's going on. In Exodus chapter 20, God has brought the children of Israel out of Egypt under the guidance of Moses. Now he wants to go into covenant with them, okay? And he begins to give them laws and says, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. and when we get to verse 18, it says, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightning, lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said to Moses, Speak thou to us and we will hear. But do not let God speak with us lest we die now in the earlier one we read in genesis 15 with abraham god spoke to abraham god's voice was not frightening to abraham but to these people the words of god were so frightening but not to moses moses could go and listen to god what was the difference the difference was that moses had tapped into something that Abraham had tapped into, and that was faith in God. That was all. He believed God. These people were still in a process in which they were really, they, they, they found it necessary to try to earn from God. Okay? And I wouldn't go further but you will see where they say to Moses, everything God has said, we will do. There's no way you can do all the things God has commanded. Okay? And if you're going to make a mistake in one thing, well, that's not good enough for God. God is perfect. You can't can't take anything that has a little mistake. That's why he gave us Christ. Because Christ is the perfect man. And did nothing but suffer. So that those imperfect men and women can obtain his perfection, okay, inherit his perfection, and thereby be fine and right with God. That's what Abraham had. These guys we're reading about in Exodus 20 are trying to keep the law. They're trying to do it on their own. And such attitude causes and provokes you to be a wicked person, to be a heartless person, and The most heartless and wicked people you can find are people who are heartless and wicked believing they're doing it for God. Okay. Now, now, I'm going to read this to you. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking. And he's talking about those believers in particular here. He's speaking about the Jewish believers. Okay. But this can apply to any believer who's um, forte is the law Okay They smack you over the head With their traditions And their customs None of which is biblical In the sense of the New Testament What is the figment of their own imagination Okay And if you don't go along with the team Hey, that's, you've got a problem with it Okay So Verse 1 in chapter Romans chapter 9 says I say the truth in Christ I lie not my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Who are Israelites? To whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants, plural, and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? Plural. Whose are the fathers and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all? God bless forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God had taken on effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Not everyone in the church is of Christ. Not everyone who is saved is of the promise. Not everyone who is a Christian, is going to be in the kingdom. That doesn't mean they're not going to be in heaven. There's a distinction between the kingdom and heaven. I'm not going to that today, but there's a kingdom in heaven, the kingdom of heaven. But let's just go on to keep it nice and easy. Verse 7. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That means that there is a seed that God referred to. He was a descendant of Abraham, but he physically didn't come out of Abraham. And it moved on to Isaac, but he physically didn't come out of Isaac. It took a while, a few thousand years, before he finally came out, okay? I don't want to digress too much. I want to continue reading this because I want you to see that Paul is making a distinction between the two kinds of believers. Verse 8 that is they which are the children of the flesh by flesh we mean those who go according to the law okay they they if they, they they oh you didn't pay your tithes or you didn't come for um Wednesday night prayer or you didn't do this they have all these traditions and if you don't go along with their traditions you're not really a believer and they frighten you and they make you lose confidence in your faith in God, the beautiful faith and love and joy that you had in Christ without them, when you didn't even know God, when the day you came and gave your life to Christ and you got the peace, now it's all gone because some, some person whom you don't know, who didn't die for you, has come and is trying to impose his ideas of what is right, what is wrong upon you. Okay? I'll read verse 8 again. That is, they which are the children of the flesh these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise accounted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also conceived by one, even by her father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, the pur- that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. Notice the seed came through Abraham, and another seed came through Isaac, So we keep saying that the seed is still coming. The seed is still coming. Even to you who is listening to me and understands what I'm saying, you are the seed. If you do not understand what I'm saying, then maybe you are not the seed. Okay, verse 12. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. Okay? As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say there? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. Verse 15. For he said to Moses, I'll have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Verse 16. So it is not of them, of him that wills, nor of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. So it's not of your works. You can't be among the elect because of how good you have been. You can't get a deep revelation of the deeper things of God because of how many days you fast. It's the gift of God. Fasting is good. Gives you strength. Helps you overcome things. But you cannot earn this position in God. You either have it or you don't have it. Okay? And if you have it, you should be satisfied. You should be okay. All right? Verse 17. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will he hardeneth. That will say unto me why doth he yet find fault? Well look, I'm going to stop I'm going to stop here as far as this goes. I'm going to stop here, you know, as far as this goes, because I think I have, you know, kind of get gotten across um the the basic of what um I'm trying to get across. Let's look at, you know, verse let's look at verse 30. Let's look at Take from verse 30. Okay, let's let's go on a little bit, okay, for more clarification. Let's take from verse 30. So this is the Apostle Paul still speaking. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. Remember the word righteousness? We saw that earlier when he said Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for? righteousness it says the gentiles which followed not after righteousness have attained righteousness through faith verse 31 but israel that's you all who are bible taught in folk who don't want to walk and flow in the grace of jesus christ but want to earn everything because you pay your tithes because you're there for friday prayers and this and that and all of that and you're so holy and sanctimonious and you've lost the life, the life that comes from having peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ. It says, 31, but Israel, that's you, but Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore, because they sought, he said, why? Wherefore means, but why? Verse 32, but why? Because they sought it not by faith, but that it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. As it is written, behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Okay? So, look, if you have begun as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and your righteousness came simply because you believe, you cannot now begin to depend on your faithfulness in paying tithes, in your faithfulness in being on church every Sunday. Look, you should be, I I want to be in, I want to be in church every day. Why? Because I get the opportunity to hear a living word. Of course, if the if there's no living word, I I, I don't want to be there. But when there's a living word, I don't, don't want to be there just on Sunday. I want to be there every day if I could. Okay. But I God has called us to have a beautiful relationship with him, in which his nature Um, um, transmits through me, through us. And I'm transformed and I change and I become more like him. And I'm more loving, not because I'm acting in love. I'm not not just loving the people who love me. I'm loving because I'm I'm being changed from what I used to be to somebody that just loves. Okay? I can't love somebody more because the person goes to my church. That's not love. That's not God. God pours the rain of the righteous and the unrighteous. Okay, let's, let's look at, um,
1: we looked at Acts. Let's
0: look at our last scripture. Let's look at the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. So you might say, well, I'm not under the law. Uh, I believe in Christ. So I believe. Yes, you believe in Christ and in your heart and in your spirit, you've received Christ. Thank God for that you have salvation. But in your mind, You're still under the law. You're not free, okay. You're still in bondage, okay. You're still in a lot of superstition and bondage. You don't have that liberty in Christ, and it shows in the way you you, the 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 manifestation of the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh come because of the law. The law provokes you to be carnal. The laws do not make you spiritual. They make you carnal. Okay, let's look at Hebrews chapter 10. Take from verse one. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, okay, and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually, make the comers thereunto perfect. Now, Paul's writing here that the law and the sacrifices of the law, the goats, the rams, and this, can never make the worshipers perfect. Verse two, why? He said, for then, would they not have ceased to be offered? If they could have made the people perfect, they would have stopped offering them by now. But they keep offering them every time because that the worshippers, for then would they not have ceased to be offered? Because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. Conscience. Conscience of sins. That is what has happened to us. Our conscience has now been cleansed by the blood of Christ. Okay? not because we pay our tithes and time, we do this for the poor, we take this. All these things are good. I mean, taking to the poor and so on, not about paying tithes. I don't, there's, there's really no, it, it's actually, actually, do you know what? Going ahead and, you know, paying tithes, that is not something God has asked you to do, not in the New Testament. Okay? If it was, Paul would have mentioned it, Jesus would have mentioned it. You know, nobody asked us to do all of those things. To give, how can you give tithes to God when God owns everything you own? When God gave his life for you and now you are giving him your life, how can you give somebody your life and then still hold 90% of what you own, what you earn? Does that make sense? Huh? Somebody saved your life, now you're his servant and every time you earn 100 bucks, you say, well, boss, here you go, take 10 bucks, I keep 90. And you say you're doing some great thing. No, that's, that, that's ludicrous, okay? Verse three. But in those sacrifices... There is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of gold should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Above, verse 8, when he says, Sacrifice and offering, and burnt offerings for sin thou wouldest not, neither hast pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He takes away the first, that he might establish the second. Friends, the first is very easy for the Christians and believers to know and to understand what is difficult is to understand the second. Okay? Now, in context here, I want you to follow with me. We're about to wrap up now, but I'm going to explain this. This is going to be a difficult part. So I'm going to read it and we're going to break it down. Okay? So in this Hebrews chapter 10, we're skipping down to verse 28. It says, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses, okay? That is the first one. It says he's taking away the first to establish the second. So the first was Moses' law, okay? Verse 29, of how much sorrow punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite. Unto the spirit of grace. Now, what he's saying here is, if you are no longer under the law and now are saved by Christ, but after you've been saved by Christ, you go back to the law, go back to start doing things of the law. He says, if there was punishment for people who disobeyed the old law, what do you think awaits those of you who disobey the christ's law and what is the christ's law the christ's law is the law of the spirit of life in other words it's a law that makes you do what god wants you to do it doesn't just tell you what to do it gives you the capacity to do it verse 20 for we know him that has said vengeance belongeth unto me i will recompense said the lord and again the lord shall judge his people verse 31 it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, but call to remembrance the former days in which, after you were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions, partly while you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. 35, verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence, which had great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Okay? For, verse 37, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith But if any man draw back, draw back to what? Draw back to the law. My soul shall have no pleasure in him. Friends, I know this might be a bit deep. I know this might be a bit fiery. But you saw the clip at the beginning, the video at the beginning and you saw this fight that was taking place in the church, and those people did look absurd. But you know, friends, you might not be engaged in something as overt as that, but if you're a believer, and in your heart, you
1: are attacking your brother, your sister, and in your mind, and with your words, you're no better off and those people who saw that video. In some cases, you're probably worse. You're guilty of murder. The Time to change has come. The time to change has come. You can't keep
0: talking about being in the kingdom of God, having the kingdom message, kingdom message, the kingdom message, and you smell, you
1: smell horribly. I'm not perfect. I'm not here saying, you know, be like me. No. I'm talking about what Christ has shown us. I'm talking to myself also. But this has to be said. The time has come to put away childish and foolish things. Time has come to us to make some changes. And I thought it was necessary to bring out this message because this is what is going on out there today.
0: And At Emerging Temple, I've always said we use the Word of God to analyze current events. That includes events that are going on in our churches. And I'm hoping that this will cause
1: us to reflect and
0: follow after what Christ has called us to and stop tearing down one another in our minds and with our words. So, friends, I want to thank you very much for tuning in again. Remember, we broadcast Monday through Friday. I want to encourage you to go to patreon.com to support us. Um, subscribe to our channel. Um, share the videos with your family and friends. Um, look for us on Facebook at Emerging Temple. And please send messages of encouragement so we know we're doing something. Don't just watch these videos. and I know many of you are watching these videos you're sharing, but we're not hearing from you. We're hearing from a few people, but I know there's so many more hundreds of you that are watching these videos, but I'm not hearing from you. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your take. You disagree with something, go ahead, share it with me, okay? And if you have it right in the word, I'll come back here and I'll share with the people and God will be blessed because maybe God has given you something to correct so that his whole body will be, will be blessed. This is my personal business, okay? This is God's business. I just work here, okay? So if there's something that isn't right, feel free to share with share with us and you know we'll correct it okay but um i hope i hope to see you tomorrow um please tune in for tomorrow's broadcast
1: okay good night